0: Hello, this is Joe with Smoking Joe's Pit Barbecue, and you are listening to
1: the Barbecue Central Show. Start the game. Let's go. We'll do it live. Okay. Well, do it live. I can, I'll write it, and we'll do it live. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure, say? Whatever.
2: We put the lighter fluid on,
1: strike the match, and. Oh,
2: should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. And welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is a show that talks about all things that are important to the world of live fire, barbecue, and grilling. The live fire industry as we've come to know it. Originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the quarantined North Coast, I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you here on your Tuesday evening. Should you see fit to join into the fun and frivolity over the next 120 minutes. Love to have you, and here's how you get in touch with me.
1: You can get in touch with the show by calling 216 220 email Greg at the BBQ Central show dot com on the Twitter and Instagrams at bbQ Central show
2: anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website the BBQ Central show dot com. and here's what's happening coming up in about 13 minutes from now third Tuesday of the month and it's going to bring a pair of visits from regulars at different times first up as I was mentioning the author of the barbecue Bible a barbecue Hall of Famer, a Barbecue Central Show guest Hall of Famer, TV show host, cooking class instructor, and the list goes on and on. That, of course, being Stephen Reichlin, creator of the Barbecue Bible, barbecuebible.com, his website. If you've never visited, a lot of recipes, a lot of thoughts, a lot of reviews, a lot of products, good place to hang and check it out. 35 past the hour, longest running sponsor of the show makes a reappearance, and there's new product to talk about not a tease for new product. We're actually going to be talking about a brand new product. And that, of course, is the leader of the barbecue guru, Bob Trudnack. BBQGuru.com is that website. So looking forward to getting caught up with Bob and brand new controllers to be talking about. They were filtered out into the public knowledge here a week or two ago. I don't think they're going to be ready to ship here for at least another three perhaps four weeks but we'll get all the specifics from bob and especially what you can expect as a potential automatic pit temperature control consumer on these new products and how they would differ from what's currently out on the market if it's replacing anything all that good stuff and we'll be talking about some other barbecue topics with bob as well that'll close out the first we'll turn to the second hour 14 past the second hour is the other third Tuesday of the month regular guest. That, of course, is the creator of GrillGirl.com, Robin Lindars. Robin has been very busy flying to Colorado, quickly flying back home from Florida after they shut that state down. So we'll talk to Robin about the quick trip back, but perhaps more importantly, how she got back. You know, not many people keeps a private jet like me, if you know what I'm talking about. Every once in a while, we luck out and get to fly on one. Robin was so lucky yesterday, I believe. Now they're back in Florida. so We'll figure out how that happened. She's also got some recipes for you guys to try out or at least some suggestions as we start battling through this whole quarantining and sequestering and more staying in your house than getting out of the house, all that stuff. And You have freezers and you have food in freezers. Perhaps you don't Typically, get into your freezer ever just to pretend like you're going to keep something, but it gets buried. And the only time you end up pulling it out is when you're defrosting the freezer or just trying to throw crap out so you can put more crap in it to eventually get lost. We'll try and reclaim some of that, make sure that it's not lost revenue. Robin Lindars 1014. And then helping me close out the show this evening, CEO of Kansas City Barbecue Society, Emily Detweiler. And we'll obviously specifically be talking about how the current state of affairs in this country and the world is affecting competition, barbecue, specifically related to KCBS, but I would imagine that there are some other sanctioning bodies that are not necessarily following suit, but picking the brain of the biggest barbecue sanctioning body in the country and in the world. and We'll see what they're recommending, how they're handling cancellations how they work hand-in-hand with their contest promoters and organizers, and what their outlook is here over the next couple months. And there's some really big events that are going to be coming up, not necessarily KCBS sanctioned, but of course I think everybody is waiting to hear, perhaps not even if, but when Memphis in May is going to get canceled. That's a huge contest, one of the main ones that everybody's looking to win regardless of sanctioning body. And regardless of when you're going to be putting out the fires in your pit forever, if you could win that one, it's certainly a feather in the cap and one you can talk about all time. So there you go. Steven Reichland, Bob Trudnack, Robin Lindars, Emily Detweiler. If you need them, you can jump in at me, 216-220-0966 or Greg at the com. You can follow me socially at bbqcentralshow.com, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, all that stuff. There is a video feed over on Facebook too at slash BBQ Central Show if you want to check it out there. So we're locked and loaded. Uh, I do want to give a special thanks to Leonard and Jeff from the Baseball and Barbecue Podcast for interviewing me last week. I had a ton of fun. Really good interviewers, by the way, so make sure that you check out that podcast, especially if you like baseball and barbecue. I'm very confident in saying that perhaps. 50 or 100% of us, at least like 50% of that content. Maybe you're not a big baseball person, but if you listen to this show, you're probably a pretty decent fan of barbecue and grilling, so you at least like half the content that Jeff and Leonard are putting out there each and every week. I'm not sure exactly when my particular episode is going to be up, but it was certainly fun to lay down. Again, it's, rarely, uh, it's a rare occurrence when the tables are turned on me and I get asked about, Uh, certain things, the history of the show, I kind of do a little bit of that again. So if you've never heard that kind of an interview, I'll make sure that I keep an ear out. And when they let me know that it's all posted up, I'll shoot out the links. But it's typically available on any of the standard podcast platforms, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, all that stuff. And again, it's called Baseball and BBQ. So go ahead and search that and you're off and running. Also, ton of email last week, as, believe it or not, Smokey made a comeback. Didn't see it coming. Many weeks ago, he called in and said that he couldn't take the fact that Smokefire was receiving such a beating. And he was nervous himself. In fact, just gandering at the box of a cooker that had not been put together was causing him to feel a burning sensation. Ultimately, jumping off the 480 bridge when he called in originally. And then he called in last week as he was putting together a huge influencers party, which was very forward thinking of him. But, geez, it was quite a tale of how he didn't end up making it to the bottom of the 480 bridge, almost cartoon-esque in a way. And he got a number of email responses back talking about Smokey making a appearance asking about how he was able to assemble all of those social media influencers in one location. number of people thought it was weird how he was only inviting folks that had 10,000-plus influencers to the party, yet himself was sub-20, I believe, last week, as he was on a mission to get to 47. So I haven't checked his numbers to date, but I think he was trending back up more towards 47. And for whatever reason... 47 was a specific number that he wanted to get to, and then he was going to be closing it off altogether there. So Smokey making a reappearance here on this show uh, crazily. Now, as it happened the first time, I don't know if he'll actually be calling in again because conveniently there was yet another bridge in his backyard, and he hopped away, and we weren't able to track from there. So if you're a fan of Smokey, as we said last week, we're keeping our best thoughts and our most positive thoughts for the Influencer Barbecue Smokey, and that's barbecue spelled out, not BBQ, as he so handily mentioned in the call-in last week. Uh, if you are wondering, or if you have an Alexa, and I mentioned this many months ago, but I've tested this on many occasions here over the last number of weeks. If you have an Alexa, and you want to listen to the show through Alexa Command, all you have to do is this. Say, Alexa, and wait till a little blue ring comes on. Say, play the Barbecue Central show on Apple Podcasts. Then it will play the most recent episode. Now, while it's playing, if you don't like what I'm saying and you want to skip ahead 30 seconds, you can say, Alexa, skip ahead 30 seconds and it will skip ahead 30 seconds you can also say alexa play the previous episode so if you have an alexa in the house you can just easily queue up the show and listen to it while you're smoking or cooking in the kitchen or outside on the patio slash deck alexa play the barbecue central show on apple podcast and the most recent show will jump off so exciting technology is great Stephen Reichlin is great and he'll be coming up next. All right. I can't read that now. I'm in the middle of doing a show. Stephen Reichlin coming up. I want to talk to you quickly about Southside Market and barbecue established in 1882. Southside Market is the oldest barbecue joint in Texas. They've been owned and operated by the same family for three generations, and they offer premium Central Texas barbecue products, slow smoked over real wood, shipping, distributing, and manufacturing sausages for companies across the U.S., from food trucks to multi-chain restaurants. Southside Sausage can be on your menu, too. All meats are processed in the on-site USDA inspected facility, a trusted partner with a focus on quality and authenticity. Wholesale options available shipping nationwide via FedEx. You can also get them through food service distribution channels like Cisco U.S. Foods and Martin Foods. Go packaging capable from research and development to package completion. They can also follow your recipe or help you develop something brand new from scratch, private label opportunities also available. If you shop on southsidemarket.com, don't forget as you're checking out to add in the 10% off coupon code, which is BBQ Central. All one word, lowercase, BBQ Central. And you can get 10% off your entire order at southsidemarket.com. Sausages, barbecue products, other fun trinkets, and so forth. That's southsidemarket.com. And promo code BBQCENTRAL. That's B-B-Q-C-E-N-T-R-A-L. All one word, lowercase, at southsidemarket.com. Stephen Reichlin joining me out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back.
1: Christine live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe.
2: All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Butcher Barbecue, makers of award-winning injections, marinades, rubs, seasonings, barbecue sauces, grilling oils, all of Butcher BBQ products have been tested on the competition circuit as well as backyards worldwide be the pitmaster of your competition circuit or neighborhood. Butcherbbq.com to stock up. Always trust your butcher. All right, joining me now is a barbecue Hall of Famer, a barbecue Central show guest Hall of Famer, yes, the author of the perhaps foremost authority on live fire cooking books ever, which would be Barbecue Bible. Look who's here. Stephen Reichlin is it? Hey, Stephen. Hey, Greg. How are you? I'm fine. How are you?
3: I'm okay. All right. Uh, not the happiest times for uh, anybody around uh, around the world yeah. today. Uh.
2: Steven, can you recall a time um, where there has been, and oh man, you know, I, I look at it, it's certainly not barbecue related, but, you know, over the last week, we have seen an incredible progression of thinking of what might happen to fast forward where we are this Tuesday and, you know, here in Ohio, uh, all bars, all restaurants, uh, you know, anything that has to do with. More than uh, ten people gathering here in Ohio are more being canceled. Uh, There were uh, political uh, and presidential debates and rallies that were supposed to happen all canceled. I mean, you name it. Schools are out probably for the rest of the year. And when you read Facebook and you read social media, and perhaps this is where I start to show my uh, old mandedness, which is not a word, but I'm trying to siphon what I should be. Heating, and what I should be filtering out is this person's opinion, who is not necessarily a medical professional. And I'm telling you, it's making my head spin to a point that I've thought about taking breaks from social media for certain periods of time. So, uh, you know, as somebody who travels the world and who's experienced a lot, who knows a lot about a lot of things, what's your take currently on, on where we're at with this whole coronavirus?
3: Well, I'll tell you, you know, I'm an early riser and uh first thing i do in the morning is i listen to french radio and then i listen to italian radio because i have family in france and i got a lot of barbecue buddies in italy Uh, then i listen to uh, npr which i think is one of the more reliable and less sensationalist uh, news outlets and i uh i shake my head in wonderment i mean last wednesday we were planning to pack up and head to San Antonio to uh, take the next season of uh, Project Fire. And then I learned that Maryland is not letting any of its employees travel. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, of course, by Friday, it was out of the question that anybody else would think of traveling. And... Um, Ah, uh, Saturday I go to uh, my local Whole Foods store, and half the shelves are empty, which is something I just and uh, you know you don't even see that with, with hurricanes. Uh, the kids are home from school. Uh, restaurants are also closed here in Miami. They actually close ten blocks of Miami Beach. You wow. can't go on the beach, so uh, it's just unprecedented. And you know I work at home. I'm a writer, which is uh, kind of a solitary activity when I'm not teaching or doing TV shows. So my, you know, I still go to the office cause it's a guest house in my backyard, but, um, uh, you know, for so many people, I mean, the, the, our brethren, you know, the the the, 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 chefs, the pit masters, the service people, they, these are our brothers and they're out of work and, uh, it's just, it's just, it's just crazy.
2: Yeah. And, and, and I don't know if we can. Well, I guess that, you know, the, the biggest thing for me. So I have three daughters uh, 18, 17, 14. And, you have an
3: 18 year old daughter? Yeah, freshman in college. Good heavens. Were you, uh, you must have been one of those teenage fathers, huh? Well,
2: it, well, yeah, I'm so youthful looking. I mean, come on, give me a break. Um <laughs> the The thing that you know we're contending with, so you know, uh, my my wife and I are trying to make sense of what we should be allowing, what we should be disallowing, or uh, being more cautious on. And then when you're 18 and 17 and 14, you're healthy as a horse. You're reading certain things on the internet, and your first reaction is to say, "Well, uh, a it's it's not going to happen to me. B if it does happen to me." this is something that I'm just going to be able to weather. It's probably going to be maybe a flu, maybe not even as bad as a flu, maybe a bad cold and who cares, but there are certainly many different layers that as an 18 or so, it's very me, me, me as much as we try to get them out of the, it's all about me type of thinking and getting into a more global way of thinking. Uh, it, it is, you're right. It's not about you, uh, daughters. It's, And the fact that you'll be able to weather a sickness if you get it, it's what if you get it and then you give it to something like that? To me, that's That's the whole thing, right? It's you can you're set up, you can weather this storm if you get sick. But what if you come in contact with somebody who doesn't have the same type of immune system or is older or is compromised and then you give it to them? They are not afforded the same opportunity and you don't want to do that. So trying to get him to get into that line of thinking is a challenge because When school is out, you just want to go hang out and just be a kid and be 18, and you're trying to, you know, not over sensationalize as you said, but also bring a dose of reality into it. And every day, it's uh, it's a little bit of a challenge here. So, uh, and that's it. It's a moving target, is ultimately what it is. We just don't know how it will turn out here, and it's going to be weeks, perhaps months.
3: Yeah. You know, I guess what I try and – well, I should say what my wife Barbara tries to tell me and I try and remember is that whatever it is you want to do that seems so important, seeing this person, seeing that person, going to this place, that place, you can do it in three months or six months. It's not that important. So – but it's – it's a, you know, we're also trying to look at, you know, I, I think it's it's, it's you spending more time with your family, um, running around less, maybe what seems, you know, that deadline seemed so urgent last week and now maybe it doesn't seem so urgent anymore. You know, and of course, with this community, it's a good excuse to stay home and grill. Well, that's
2: right. Meathead was on last week, and he said, you know, there could be a silver lining for the barbecue and grilling industry is that people will stay home and fire up the grills a little bit more often and uh, be uh, honing the live fire skills. So we'll see how that turns out here over the next uh, number of weeks as well. Now, by the way, I didn't know if you knew it or not, but it's St. Patrick's Day, Stephen. We love St. Patrick's Day. Of course, big eating day. So... Are you a fan of either corned beef or pastrami on St. Patrick's Day, or is there an official meat for you?
3: Uh, well, St. Patrick's Day isn't really my official ethnic day, but uh, I course. do love corned beef, and I actually uh, have a little trick on corned beef that uh, I would love to share with you. of course. <laughs> so what I like to do is, uh, you know, you can either corn your own beef, and there's a recipe in Project Smoke. Uh, or actually, uh, there's a recipe in Brisket Chronicles. Uh, or you can buy already corned beef, and then instead of boiling it, I like to cook it low and slow in the smoker. So it's like corned beef channeling brisket, mm-hmm. and that is uh, really, uh, a really fabulous way to celebrate. Of course, I don't think anybody's in really much of a celebratory mood these days. You know, I mean, St. Patrick's Day without a St. Patrick's Day parade, without a bar, without you know, how far can you get with Guinness at home?
2: Uh, not very far with me. That's I, I, I've never been a fan of Guinness for really? whatever. Oh no, I mean, I've tried it many times, and you know, the one thing that I've realized over you know uh, the many years, there's been certain things that, as a younger me, I've tried, and, and the palate wasn't there. But you get older. I think they say every ten years the palate changes. And I remember specifically when I went from 29 to 30. That was the year that I was finally able to accept and appreciate wine uh, as I got a little bit older, you know, uh, a little bit more on the spirit side, uh, liquor side versus just, you know, natural light beer or whatever I was drinking in college back in those days where there was no palate whatsoever. So, um, you know, but Guinness is just one of those things that never seemed to uh, uh, agree with me even the older that I got.
3: Well, you know, you said the same thing of caviar uh, six months ago or a year ago, and we talked about it. And now you're a caviar hound, so there's always hope. That's but, right. We'll keep and, trying. Anyway, for you know, for uh, all our Irish and Irish American friends, uh, you know, Happy uh, St. Patrick's Day. Interestingly, the uh, Irish do not eat corned beef uh, and cabbage on uh, St. Patrick's Day. Oh,
2: what's the uh, <laughs> what's the the dish of choice?
3: um it's more like fresh meat a pork uh, pork loin and pork roast uh and and tradi- you know traditionally corned beef was developed in ireland but most of it was sold on the export market and the irish frankly you know historically really couldn't afford meat so mm. if you raise meat you sold it elsewhere it's an interesting chapter on that in uh brisket chronicles i learned a lot i, I had a lot of misconceptions about corned beef and um and the irish The other thing that
2: I saw on the website that I wanted to ask you about, and certainly this was probably the news story of 2019, and it kind of raged over into 2020 as the year turned. This was going to be the year of the fast food chicken sandwich Popeye's dominated uh, through most of the summer into the fall and close of the year last year. But Stephen Reichlin has a take on a Popeye's chicken sandwich. So what's your recipe? Because we know you wouldn't go to a Popeye's and actually eat a Popeye's chicken sandwich.
3: You know, I never have been to a Popeyes. I, I actually, I, I am curious now. But um, uh, you know, I I have this little mantra, and it goes: if something tastes good, baked, fried, or sautéed, it probably tastes even better grilled. So, uh, together with Nancy, my assistant, who lives in your hometown, yes. I heard she's oh, move. Is she moving? She is moving. Oh, and not dear. only that, she has a pell- a healthy pellet grills book coming out. Oh. Uh, so let's give her a little round of applause, no too.
2: No Very good. Way to go, Nancy. <laughs> Writing chops. Nice to see. You're rubbing off yeah. on her.
3: Yeah, yeah. She's great. But anyway, so we, we kind of cooked up, as it were, this idea to re-deconstruct, reconstruct that Popeye's chicken breast, and we kind of uh, we deconstructed the seasonings. And we use the seasonings and the buttermilk almost as a brine, and then we uh, we grill the chicken breast, and uh, it's you know it has about a tenth as much fat as the Popeyes version, and you get all those spices and flavorings and smoke directly on your palate without having to wade through you know six layers of uh, deep fried batter. So I think it's a pretty awesome sandwich, and. Um, uh, I'm I'm really uh I'm I'm really proud of that.
2: Is there a specific uh smoke that you're looking to put on the chicken? Is a hickory work for you or is it uh, more of a fruity light wood?
3: You know, uh I guess um I think that the variety of wood does not make a huge discernible amount of difference unless it's mesquite, which is a very strong bitter flavor. But you know, for the sake of um For the sake of poetry, uh, a fruit would, you know, let's go with a cherry or an apple.
2: All right. Sounds good. We're talking with Stephen Reichlin. BarbecueBible.com is his website. Um, Just to cut back to the uh, TV show that you were talking about, so that is currently on hold uh, for a a new season?
3: Um, We are hoping to reschedule in the uh, late spring or early summer. Uh, But, you know, it's uh, what's going to happen is everybody's guest. Um, but, um, when we come through the other end of this, you know, we want to be stronger and, uh, people are going you know, people aren't going to stop grilling. So, uh, hopefully we'll be back on, I think we're shooting for a Labor Day launch now.
2: All right. Uh, and not to back up again, but barbecue university, is that still on for now?
3: Well, barbecue university is still on for now. Okay. Um, uh, you know, and we'll be advised. We're watching the situation closely. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of our my activities are going to wind up getting pushed to the fall. But you know what? The fall is a beautiful time for that too. I think the most important thing now is for all of us to stay home, stay safe. You know, follow the advice. By the way, you know, I just telling this to everybody, my friends, everybody I know. You know, lay in some food and lay in non perishable food because who knows what's going to happen?
2: No doubt. Um- Let's talk about barbecue terms or acronym. Some of them are acronyms, some of them are terms. And I'm constantly getting new listeners; they're novices here into the industry, and people kind of throw around terms. Once you're steeped in the culture, you know, just like we throw around normal slang here in everyday life. So let's go over some terms here. Uh, I'll give them to you. You can kind of explain them for everybody, especially if you're kind of new. First thing is called blue smoke.
3: Yes. Well, blue smoke refers to the color of a, uh, a well-oxygenated fire. And if you look at the smokestack of a smoker that is really fine-tuned, you got the airflow right, um, it will be a very, very pale, wispy, almost transparent smoke. That means you're burning a clean fire. If you see billowy clouds of white or black, that is not a clean fire. It's either oxygen-starved uh, or you've got wet wood or you've got too much bark. So, uh, so that's blue smoke. It's also the name of a uh, a uh, barbecue restaurant and uh, jazz club in New York, which sadly now is uh, shuttered for the moment.
2: Um, the next term is a term, I guess, uh, called curing, and I know you uh, you do some of this.
3: Yes. So curing is basically um, preserving meat and altering its flavor and texture by generally either adding salt or a curing salt like sodium nitrite or sodium nitrate. Uh, this process of curing, you know, remember for virtually all of human history and except the last hundred years, we didn't have refrigeration. We didn't have freezing. So we develop methods to preserve food. And very often that involves salting, curing, curing and smoking, salting and smoking. And, uh, if you think about the great meats, pastrami. If you think about corned beef. If you think about bacon. If you think about jerky. These are all start with curing.
2: Here's a great term, and it sounds really gross at the same time. Hot guts. What are hot guts?
3: Hot guts are beef sausage from uh, Texas. And if Smoked you ha-
2: if you haven't had them. I mean, they are really good, especially if you get it from, like, I've had uh, Hot Guts from Southside Market, which happens to be a sponsor of my show. I mean, these are some of the best beef sausages that you can get. Sounds weird, but they are a taste delight.
3: Oh, they're fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Peppery, smoky, crackling, crusty casing. Man, you're making me hungry all over again.
2: Cadillac or Hollywood cut? Now, uh, uh, I've only heard this term a few times. It's almost a term that's kind of fallen out of uh, style to a certain degree. I used to hear it all the time in competition. But what does it mean?
3: Okay, so imagine you have a rack of ribs and you're eating at home. You would normally just cut the ribs, uh, cut between the ribs and between a little joint and the bone so that everybody got a rib that kind of had bone with meat on both sides. What you do with the uh, the Cadillac cut is you cut the rib so that you're getting very close to the bone on the left, very close to the bone on the right, so that the rib you're going to present to the judges in the center has an extra, what's like a double wide, double wide meat.
2: And it's a treat. You might lose a little bit, or uh, some people say it's like every other bone or whatever it is, but uh, I think if you're putting together a presentation, Cadillac Cut is the way to go. Uh, Last one before I let you go tonight, and you can find the rest of these over at barbecuebible.com. Shiggin, what is that?
3: Yeah, so uh, shiggin is, and actually this was a new one for me, Nancy Nancy brought this one to the table, but... uh, you know, uh, it's when you go to volunteer for a barbecue team and your actual goal is to learn and uh, st- and steal uh, trade secrets from the team. That's that's called shigging.
2: That's right. Uh, so if you're looking to, to grab a few tidbits, you're known as a uh, shigging, and that's funny. Again, all the rest of these terms can be found at barbecuebible.com, and you can find Stephen Reichlin right here on the third Tuesday of every month, Stephen. Uh, wish you health, wish you safety, and we'll look for you again next month.
3: Thank you, and uh, everybody listening out there, uh, be safe, and uh, and we'll we'll talk to you next month.
2: Alright, there he is, Stephen Reichlin, Barbecue Hall of Famer, right there. And you can find him over at BarbecueBible.com. And he is hanging out. I forgot to ask him what was behind him. I think we've answered that question before in past shows. And I gotta tell you, when I'm looking at myself and my feedback on video, the top of my hair (laughs) looks like I'm some creepy old dude who just took a black shoe polish and just whoop, 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 whipped it right over the top of my head. I don't know why it looks like that. It's bizarre. And then I got the white outsides. Oh, it's a bad look. I mean, the whole thing's a bad look. This is extremely weird. I thought it was because I was working out and maybe my DNA on the top of my head was turning back on. But, you know, who are you kidding? I'm not kidding myself. It's probably not what happened. All right. Uh, let me talk to you quickly about big papa, big papa Smokers. One-stop online shop for all things barbecue. They have rubs and seasonings. 13, by the way, if you're trying to count. Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow, Double Secret Steak Rub, Desert Gold, Regular Money. Dare I say, Happy Ending. Oh yeah, gotta love it. They also have a great relationship with Simply Marvelous Barbecue Rubs. If you put Big Papas and Simply Marvelous together, you are now running what they call the West Coast Offense. Many teams are doing it. They love it. They also own a great barbecue sauce company called Granny's Barbecue Sauce. If you're looking for a new go-to sauce or you're sick of what out of what is currently out there, go ahead and give Granny's a try. It's traditional. It's got powerful flavors. Reminds you of why you fell in love with barbecue in the first place, right? Of course. And you know they're selling grills. They got the Mac 2 Star General Pellet Grill. Exclusive Mac dealer is Big Papa Smokers. They offer special packages. Nobody else does that. They got the Old Hickory Ace BP. It's the only charcoal trailer on, or it's the only competition. Jeez, Pete. It's the only charcoal cooker on big papa's competition trailer if you want to ask questions about what you should get you call them at 877-828-0727 that's 877-828-0727 or shop the website bigpapa smokers.com that's b-i-g-p-o-p-p-a smokers.com bob trudnak from the barbecue guru is set to join me stick around we'll be right back
1: Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show.
2: You know, I have a whole thing at the top of the second hour that I have to remember. John, send me an email and remind me to talk about Mountain Rushmore. <laughs> Uh, this segment is brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also buy on Amazon.com if you would like to. That's CookinPellets.com. My next guest, highly accomplished in the pit master world, the businessman, photographer, the list. Goes on and on. Also the longest running sponsor of this show. If you have a ceramic or bullet or kettle style cooker, you probably have one of these beauties as well. We hit the hotline. And welcome back, friend of the show, Bob Trudnack. Hey, Bob. Hey, what's going on, Greg? Bob, I am so excited to get caught up with you here. Uh, First and foremost, uh, what is happening over at the Barbecue Guru as it relates to everyday business considering the environment we're in right now?
0: Yeah, yeah, tough times. Yeah, um, for sure. Well, we've taken steps to uh, bring most of our employees uh, in, back into their homes. Uh, we're all working ho- uh, from home, including myself. Uh, we do have a, a very limited staff there, uh, some things that need to be done in the office, uh, some shipping, some building and production. Uh, but other than that, everybody's, you know, we're taking the right steps or We're making sure the place is clean. Um, we're all up and running from home. We're able to take orders, build product, and keep everybody safe.
2: Bob, we're similar in uh, kids as well, you know, kind of in that same age range. So uh, with kids being out of school, there doesn't seem to be any uh, end in sight, or uh, by end, I mean a school resuming session. What are your kids asking you? And, I mean, are they like my kids where they're just like, hey, school's out. Um, Let's just go out. We're strong. We're healthy. Who cares if we get it? And we're just going to push forward. And you guys got to corral them in the house. How's it going for you?
0: Well, I mean, we've had a lot of talks with the kids. I have a 19-year-old daughter who's in college, uh, a 14-year-old son who's in middle school. And, you know, we've just been trying to educate them and explain the seriousness of it, but keeping them calm at the same time. Um, so they, they do know the seriousness, the seriousness of things. Um, you know, they do want to get out there. They don't want to be holed up, but at the same time, you know, they have to know their limits. So, um, so going for a walk in the park, keeping distant, you know, mighty Mitch and I'll go out there and shoot hoops for a couple hours. Um, Maddie's baking cookies. We're playing some Wii tonight. We're trying to keep them entertained. Uh, we're trying to keep things happy, calm, but just you know, understanding the seriousness of this.
2: Bob Shugnack joining me here on the show, bbqguru.com is the website, of course. So before we talk about the new controllers, Bob, can we just, you know, back it up here just for a couple minutes? You know, when you talk about the Barbecue Guru, it is really kind of a, a staple and an icon in our industry. And as you look back of how this whole thing started, there was a gentleman by the name of Fred Perkle or Shotgun Fred, as many of us knew him coming up here and originally he was, I guess, tasked by a customer of his through the Thermal Megatech side who had a smoker and said, hey, you do this stuff on the business end, you probably could do something to help me with my airflow and temperature regulation on my barbecue pit. And Fred being the engineering type that he was, uh, put something perhaps a little bit more rudimentary than we see now together. And thusly, the barbecue guru was kind of uh, more or less bored at that point, right?
0: That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, We had a a, uh, customer who was buying our industrial valves. He was a uh, ship's engineer down in Florida. He had a ceramic grill. Um, He called us. He was buying some of our valves for the ship. And and that's exactly what happened. He said, hey, did you ever think about doing something with this technology for a charcoal grill? And God, as soon as Fred got into that conversation, which probably ended up being a five-hour conversation, (laughs) um, knowing Fred he uh he had the drawings going and you know we sat down in the lunch room and he had our machine shop guys and designers and you know uh engineers working on something pretty amazing
2: since then uh, obviously uh, als ends up uh taking fred and uh, he was a fighter till the end you've also done a competition down i believe it's in Huntsville Texas if i'm not mistaken for the last i believe 7 years or so um, significance of the competition itself, and, and then I guess as you are down there and taking part, what kind of stories or general sentiment are you getting about uh, a guy by the name Fred Perkle?
0: <laughs> I'll tell you, it's amazing. You know, Fred always wanted a, a barbecue contest in his name, and the guys down there in Huntsville, Texas—you know, his buddies, his friends, people who never knew him even, um, who have just heard stories through Ben Pruitt. Uh, Shelby Ralston and all the guys who did know Fred, um, put so much time and effort and energy into making the Shotgun Fred showdown just an amazing, uh, contest. And what I've been able to do and fortunate enough to do is, you know, teach classes, uh, teach these the kids. So, you know, um, Sam Houston State is right there and, um, there's some guys, Scott Whitehead, he you know, he works well with uh, the college kids and trying to bring them into the barbecue and teach them uh, about Fred, about his legacy, about the um, just who he was, and try to teach them competition barbecue. So I've been fortunate enough to be able to help teach these kids how to do a competition. And uh, it's just been an amazing experience. I will be a part of this as long as it goes on, and I hope it goes on long after I'm done.
2: No doubt about it. Bob Trudnack joining me here on the show. All right, so let's talk some business here, Bob. Uh, We have some new controllers. As I had mentioned in the open of the show, they were uh, unrolled or perhaps unveiled uh, a week or two ago. As far as getting your hands on them, we still got a little bit of time. But for the folks that aren't aware, let's talk about the new controller, the name, what they can expect. And perhaps uh, is it usurping something out of the product line or is this just a, a controller add to the portfolio?
0: Okay, so I'm super excited uh, about the two new controls. They've been a long time coming, and uh, they are the DynaQ and the UltraQ. And what we've done is um, we are taking the PartyQ out of the product line. Uh, We're taking the CyberQ cloud out of the product line. We're keeping the DigiQ manual control. It's been our flagship for years. Um, uh, that has one pit and one food, but the DynaQ is a Bluetooth version of that. So there's one pit, one food. Um, there's a an app, a Bluetooth app that we've developed. It's very intuitive, very easy to use, and uh, it's just extremely uh, fun. And one of the things we've done with both the DynaQ and UltraQ is I developed this light ring. Um, it was a concept that kind of came to me in the early development stages of the new products. And it was based on Fred's shotgun, Fred's original design in the Digiq where the display would give a pulse when the fan runs and it would pulse as the fan runs only. So if it pulsed full time, the fan was running full time. That means it was coming up to temperature. If it just pulsed every, you know, six seconds or so, uh, you knew it was at temperature. So at a glance, it was nice to be able to look out and just see that that fan is pulsing, or it's pulsing full time and you know what's going on. So from there, I took it to a color code, um, cool blue for, for when it's coming up to temperature. And then when it gets within range of your temperature, within a certain amount of degrees, it'll turn red, that light ring around the control. So now when the fan pulses, the sides will give that little pulse, you know, just kind of like that little, okay, we're at temperature. We're going to pulse every so many seconds to let you know we're at temperature. And then if anything happens where the pit would go over temperature, the whole ring around the control would just pulse constant red. And that lets you know you're over temperature. So for example, you like the cooker, you're coming up to temperature. You look out, you know, 20 minutes later, you're still cool blue. You know, you're not quite up to temperature yet. Once that turns red and you get the pulsing, you're at temperature. So, at a glance throughout the cook, you can see I'm at temp. Um, say six hours, seven hours in the cook, it turns cool blue again. That means the pit's cooling down. Well, that can be you're running out of charcoal. Uh, the pit's cooling down, so you go out and check things out. So on top of all that at-a-glance, if you have your phone on you or an iPad or a computer or whatever, then you have this beautiful app, a uh, very easy-to-use app that you can set temperatures, you can maintain temperatures, you can change temperatures. So the DynaQ uses the Bluetooth under the app, and the UltraQ, which is comparable to our cloud control, one-pit, three-food, that's either Bluetooth or Wi-Fi, <laughs>
2: Um, so basically, uh, UltraQ is going to be the high level and the, the, uh, DynaQ is uh, more or less replacing the, DynaQ replacing the PartyQ and UltraQ replacing the, uh, ah, uh, what's it called? Cloud. The cloud. Yes, yes. The CyberQ cloud. All right. Yes. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, and you have yeah. more, uh, more monitoring options with UltraQ.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So the UltraQ actually has a big bright red display on it. Uh, And the DynaQ is made to use app only, but we have the light ring. So even at a glance, without seeing a temperature, Mm. I can tell that I'm under temperature, at temperature, or over temperature using that light ring.
2: When can we? We can obviously order it now, but when can consumers expect it to be showing up?
0: So we're hoping it's going to be about in a four week period. Um, We're working hard to get them produced to get them in boxes, to get them shipped. So roughly four weeks. I can't give you an exact date. I know there's always something I can't tell you on this show.
2: <laughs> is, is that what but, it uh, is? I mean, that's really not that big of a deal. <laughs> Usually you got something no. major in the works that you conveniently can't tell me about.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. Now, this time I can tell you everything. Um, but as far as I know, it'll be you know roughly four weeks. We're super excited about it. Um, and... We also have this beautiful stand. It's like a, you know, five-in-one stand, and, and we've our engineers have put a lot of time into this so that you can set it up in so many different situations. Uh, check it out on our site, BarbecueGuru.com.
2: And when you are hooked into the UltraQ and you're using the Wi-Fi portion, is this a, a matter of you could be at a grocery store or somewhere where, as long as you have internet con- uh, connectivity and you launch the app, you have the ability to monitor and adjust as you see fit.
0: That's exactly right.
2: Wow. Yeah,
0: so if you're going to be, you know, within, uh, you know, at your house, at a barbecue competition, you're going to use Bluetooth, right? So you're going to be somewhere close. But if you're going to like to cook in the morning, you're going to be off running around, you're going to go to work, whatever, wherever you're doing, you know, set it up in Wi-Fi mode, and you can change temperatures from wherever you are.
2: And easy to easy enough to set up, right?
0: Super easy. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's super easy. I've been so I've been working from home here, and uh, I have a Ultra Q sitting on my desk right now, and I'm just sitting here playing with it, beta testing, getting some fires lit, defrosting some meat out of the freezer. You know, I got a couple weeks here to play around with it, so very easy to use.
2: Uh, what are we looking at price point wise? Uh, the DynaQ package,
0: you know, with the universal adapter and the Pit Piper will come in around 214, and it'll vary with each adapter. It could be a little less than that. And the Ultra Q 329 or less, depending on the adapter you have.
2: Let's talk quickly about what these can run on. Uh, As I had mentioned before, ceramic cookers, of course, bullet-style cookers, of course. But is there a size of, let's say, offset that can't accommodate or you should think about you know so not either getting one or, or trying to see if there's some other kind of product? Can you use it on a 36 or, or a 48-inch type of cooker?
0: Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, in this neck of the woods, uh, Meadow Creeks are very popular. Sure. They have you know, tank smokers. They have the 250, the 500. You know, what's great about our controls is we have adapters for every cooker imaginable. Hmm. And if we don't have it, we'll build it. Um, and then we, we, this these controls can run two of our 25 CFM fans. So you can put two adapters into your firebox and run two fans side by side. Hmm. So, yeah, we run them on, on, on big offset cookers all the time.
2: All right. So let's say, uh, for instance, you had a Lang 36-inch. You could put uh, one yeah. fan because there's pinwheels on opposite sides of the firebox. So you could put one on one side, one on the other, or would you need uh, two fans to, to run that type of a firebox? Could you get away with one?
0: On the thirty six, you would just need one twenty five CFM fan. Yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah,
0: I would. You know, I think we, we have some guys running them on seventy twos, and they they use two fans. So what you would do is you would leave the dampers closed. Don't mess with the dampers. <laughs> You're going to drill two one and three holes in the firebox. You can either do that about five six inches apart on one side. Or you could even, you could run them on opposite sides, but you know if you have wires and you have fans sticking out, I tend to like to put them both on the same side of the firebox. Sure. Put them about five six inches apart, one inch below the fire grate, so you're getting air flowing in under the fire. That's the best location for the fan.
2: Perfect. All right. So if anybody's been Concern or wondering if you can use it on a uh, stick burner of any side, of course you can. And of course, if you have any questions, you call 800-288-GURU and you ask all your questions and customer service will make sure that they get all those questions answered and uh, they steer Absolutely. them in the, in the right product suggestion, right? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, Anything else new or coming up? Uh, Obviously, uh, this is where I would normally ask you about the competition season, but uh, I would assume that's going to be on hold here for the foreseeable months ahead as well. So anything from a business side or uh, what about sauces and rubs that might be coming to market?
0: Oh, funny you should mention that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm always trying to grow my sauce and rub business, too. So that's barbecue Bob's right? Having a barbecue. Yeah, And, uh, and, and, I'm super excited to uh, announce that I am almost ready. I mean, I'm actually ready. I just want to see if my co-packer's ready. Um, But uh, we have been, my co-packer and I have been working very close to uh, develop my new steak and burger seasoning that I named after my beautiful daughter, Maddie. I call it Mad Maddie's Steak and Burger Seasoning. And that's like a uh, like a buttery garlic, you know salt pepper, um, kind of a, a whiter seasoning. I mean, I call it a steak and burger because it's so good on steaks and burgers, but really, it goes well on anything. We put it on veggies, we're putting it on roasted potatoes, mm. anything we can get our hands on. And, um, and then Mighty Mitch's wing sauce, you know that's been another uh, recipe that I've had for quite a long time that I've been tweaking here and there. You know, Mitch has been uh, a wing freak, you know, most of his life. And he's always wanted me to try, you know, bring home different so- wing sauces, hot sauces for him to try. So this was neat because I got to develop a wing sauce that uses my original barbecue sauce in it. Mm. Um, so the best way to, to to describe it would be, you know, kind of a it's, a, it's a buffalo sauce that has a touch of tang from the barbecue that has some honey and garlic in it. Uh, It's just a real unique flavor, but it's a real familiar flavor at the same time. Um, So, yeah, I'm just very excited to announce those two flavors.
2: All right, and they're going to be coming out soon, correct? Yeah, yeah. The recipes
0: are ready. um, The labels are ready. And it's just a matter of, you know, putting them into production. But, you know, I want everyone to be safe out there, and we're going to kind of let this thing... Pass and uh, we're going to get these out on the market as soon as possible.
2: All right. Uh, new controllers are ready for order. You should have them in your hands four weeks or so, but we're not committing at this point. DynaQ Q is uh, the first one, Ultra Q is the second one. So hit up BBQGuru.com and get your orders in now and then be on the lookout for the Having a Barbecue uh, new steak and burger rub and the wing sauce uh, sauce as well. This is Bob Trudnack. And again, uh, Bob, always appreciate catching up with you and talking about barbecue and grilling and the uh, support of the show. I mean, geez, we've been doing it live for 12 years now, and uh, you've been a part of uh, even the podcast back pretty much since day one, too. So probably 14, 15 years that we have been chatting and uh, you guys have been supporting the show. It's absolutely appreciated. Uh, Nobody's been a bigger supporter of the show, Bob, and and, uh, I can't thank you enough.
0: Well, I'm proud to do it. You know, it's always been great to work with you. It's hard to believe it's been that long.
2: Yeah, I know, but uh, it has been. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. There he is, Bob Trudnak and Vism at BBQGuru.com. Thanks, Bob. All right. Take care. You got it. There he is, Bob you Trudnack. And oh, man, 14 years. Holy moly. Can you believe it? Of course you can. Most of you have been listening that long, being entertained by the likes of me and my guests mostly my guests so we got DynaQ and UltraQ DynaQ is taking the place of PartyQ which was the easiest point of entry again around 214 bucks not too bad and UltraQ around 329 bucks UltraQ does have bluetooth and Wi-Fi connectivity and more ports for your measurements. But if you just want something to run, single fan, single probe, Dynacube is the one you're going to want to hook up with. So get your pre-orders in now and you will see them in about four weeks or so. Barbecue Guru, man, they're continuing to be the breakthroughers of barbecue technology bbqguru.com or 800-288-GURU that's 800-288-GURU we're back to wrap up the first hour stick around we'll be right back
1: Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampy. All right, welcome back.
2: This portion of the show is brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to. Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or Bluetooth if you want. Alexa or Google Assistant capable if you want to use one, both, or either. Find out more by visiting Fireboard.com, 816-945-2232. That's 816-945-2232. Again, Fireboard.com. All right, uh, we are getting ready to head out got to be able to make sure I can tell you about something here in the second hour as I'm racing to get those files up we thank Bob Trudnack again from the Barbecue Guru for joining me and learning about the new stuff DynaQ Ultra Q. so if you've been waiting for something new from the Barbecue Guru because you have all the other products and you just want to add the latest and greatest you're in luck if you've just gotten into this thing and you've heard about the Barbecue Guru just talking to somebody about it yesterday. This will be something I want to check out. Second hour is coming up. We're ready. We're locked. We're loaded. Stick around. Be right back.